The Muster Events Diary with Beef and Lamb New Zealand. Click beeflambnz.com. Catching up this afternoon on the muster, thanks to Beef and Lamb with Anna Boyd. She is Genetics Operations Specialist for Beef and Lamb New Zealand. Anna, welcome to the programme once again. Thank you. I think this might be my third time on, so obviously you can't get enough of me. Obviously, yeah. You must be doing some good work, which we're going to hear about today. Um, really interesting job that you've got, though, isn't it? It is. I mean, it's very very diverse, and, so, and I get to think about cattle 100% of the time, so I'm happy. So you're not a crazy cat lady, you're a crazy cattle lady. I'm definitely a crazy bull lady, 100%. And then with your job, you've just been over in North America lately, um, just doing a bit of studies over there on farms. How much of an actual difference is there in the genetics programs between North America and New Zealand, for example? Uh, Massive, massive difference. And, you know, so obviously in terms of genetics, you know, New Zealand sheep industry is world leading. We know that. We're proud of that. In terms of the beef industry, we really are a tiny little blip um, in terms of the, the world perspective. America is world leading in that. So everything over there is um, very uh, forward, very futuristic, futuristic. They obviously have scale. So just, um, just to give an idea of that scale, their number of cattle at the moment is sitting at 29 million breeding cows. That is actually the lowest it's been. So compare that to, to New Zealand, you know, where I think we're sitting at uh, 1.1. So they've also got a lot of resource, resource right as well. So they've got these huge universities that, that are focused on animal science with 1,000 plus students, you know, in that department alone. And so they have these research institutes. So they have done things a lot faster because they have this resource, they have this collaboration. So and they're always thinking about the next step, and I think that's the difference as well. How do they view New Zealand as a cattle breeding country? I, I well, to be honest, so we, we were in Canada for a, for a week first, and that was amazing. We went to the Beef Improvement Federation Symposium and Conference, and that consisted of, consisted of 350 delegates. We actually had more people there than Australia, so I took that as a win, but uh, it still wasn't very many. So taking 14 people, because there was 14, well, there were 14 people in our group, around America, uh, across seven states, definitely made an impression, because they love Kiwis over there. But in terms of what we do here in, in, in our beef industry, we're really so tiny that we're not forefront. We still have scientists like Jason. So Jason Archer, I think the group realised when we were over there how, um, how uh, famous Jason is. And uh, so we do have some really powerful scientists here, but in terms of our product and our genetics, we're not really viewed as being all that significant in America. What's the major difference when you see the genetics as they are at the moment between the US and New Zealand? Obviously a lot more money and development would go in over there. And while you say we're only 1.1 million breeding cows as such over here, we still must hold our own though in a small sense, wouldn't we? I think we do. So, I mean, there were, some, there were so many highlights for me over there. One of the highlights was the, the renewed focus on maternal efficiency. So every person over there, be it a researcher, a, you know, a scientist at a university, a ranch owner, uh, you know, we were at ranches that were, um, you know, 40, like, huge. 
430,000 acres. So. We, they will all admit that their cow size has got too, gotten too big, and that's obviously from focusing on that 600-day weight and carcass size. And because of that, their fertility has dropped off. So there is this renewed focus on uh, maternal efficiency and longevity, and I think that um, that's something that, for, that is forefront of New Zealand beef farmers here. We know that from a survey that we, a trait prioritisation survey we put out recently, and Oh, but I think that because it's been forefront and forefront of not just uh, the scientists and beef and lamb, but also farmers, I think that that's something we do have. You know, we, we do focus on our on our cow. But in terms of everything else, in terms of the a crossbreed evaluation, the technology that they have over there, it would honestly, and it would blow your mind just what they what they're using over there, and the collaboration um, is definitely something that hopefully the group has taken can bring back and, you know, put into action back here. There's a lot of beef lots and the likes over there, isn't there? And I say that because are they trying to change a narrative with the way that people are looking at food production these days to go into grassly production? Uh, not over there. So so a lot of the ranches we actually went to were grass-fed, so they have feedlots on these ranches, so obviously um, farms for us. But to, to finish maybe a particular group or a particular breed of animals. But, you know, that that ranch that I mentioned that we visited that was 430,000 acres, 11,000 cows calving, they were on grass. So they were rotationally grazing those cows on grass. Um, the feedlots are there. You know, we were driving past. I would Google the name of it just to see how many how many head of cattle they had. We're talking like, you know, 40, 45,000 head of cattle um, they've definitely still got this mentality of let's get these, these animals, feed them, feed them well and finish them as soon as possible. So that's, that is definitely there. But I think what we need to realise over here is that we don't, we don't have this advantage. We're not that good at rotational grazing and it's not a niche that we have because it's actually been done over there too. What was your biggest take that you brought home with you from your trip over there, Anna, as far as what you've seen? Uh, it was a hard one, Andy, because obviously if, my brain was so full, I'm still processing it all, to be honest. But collaboration, uh, I think we are a little bit siloed here. And the collaboration over there from ranch level through to universities, researchers, free societies was massive. And that's why they can action so fast. Um, I think that, you know, they're all thinking about methane, even though they're not getting the pressure like we are here. They're thinking about feed intake. So... We just need to get onto it here in terms of New Zealand, start measuring some data so we can contribute. And um, so for me, that was probably the biggest takeaway, as well as that, um, you know, that kind of relationship that we've built within that 14 people we took. We took the movers and shakers of the beef industry, the ones that are influential, that can come home, make a difference. And so for me now, I'm like, let's, you know, let's take that, run with it and, um really try to gain momentum back here um, so we can, you know, catch up, pretty much. Anna Boyd, Genetics Operations Specialist for Beef and Lab New Zealand. Appreciate your time on the muster. Thank you very much for having me again. Anna Boyd out of Beef and Lab New Zealand. Up next, we'll go to Willowbank, catch up with Howie Morrison. He is ram breeder out there, sheep beef farmer as well, and an Alliance Board Director. Oh.